Welcome to another episode of Mission Connect, a podcast brought to you by Passion to Reach Ministries, designed to equip you with God's mission for your life. I'm your host, Emily James, here with co-host, founder, and director of Passion to Reach Ministries, Pastor Fanu Ipe. How are you, Pastor Fanu? I'm doing great, Emily, and excited as always for another Mission Connect podcast. Yes, today we're going to be actually talking about this season. We're approaching Christmas, and so we're going to actually be talking to our listeners about how do we use an opportunity like Christmas and the message of the gospel to uh, reach people, to live missionally every day. So, I love this season, Emily. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I, I think it's the, the my favorite time of the year. Uh, you know what I love about Christmas also is is this how our culture embraces it as well, you mm-hmm. know? And that's mm-hmm. one of the benefits of living in North America is that uh, even though, you know, I suppose Canada, they say, is no longer a Christian nation, uh, during Christmas, uh, you know, in fact, already you hear the jingles going on on the radio and uh, you, just, you just see a, a transformation in culture and how people, right. I even feel people's approach to others is different. They're more mm-hmm. loving and more mm-hmm. kind and more patient and the sense of joy and all of this. And I just think it's an incredible opportunity for us as Christians to become witnesses of Christ uh, during this time to to remind people that, uh, you know, Christmas is all about Christ. And that's what it, uh, that's where it started. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people I feel at this time in particular are really their hearts are more open to hear the gospel message because, you know, even even though there's, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it, we focus on the presence and stuff, at the end of the day, there is the mangers and there are the, you know, that people see and, and it, it, it prompts them to go, what is this season really about? And, you know, you see those signs that a lot of believers have on their on their front lawns that Jesus is the reason for the season. And so the message is there. And it's being able to utilize that opportunity where people's hearts are already open to connect them to uh, the gospel and to God. And please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Listen, when you subscribe, uh, we're able to send the podcast to you uh, every week as we put out new content. Also, please remember to share uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, these opportunities to to get this content. Uh, I'm sure there'll be friends and family that would really appreciate it. Also, if you're a pastor or a church leader and you're listening to this, uh, listen, we're actually, as a ministry, uh, producing content that will help your entire congregation um, take advantage of this Christmas season to bring people to faith in Christ. And there's so many resources that you can uh, avail of. So please uh, give us a call and um, get in touch with us. Uh, you can reach us by email at info at passion to reach.com or call us at 647-379-7847. Excellent. So today we're going to be talking with our listeners about four practical ways that they can use this season to be able to reach people, to be able to connect with people and to share and evangelize uh, with people. So we're going to be talking about preparing with prayer, prepar- preparing ourselves for this season, preparing ourselves to reach people. Um, we're going to talk about sowing with service. How are opportunities that we can practically serve those around us? We're going to talk about communicate with compassion. 
taking the message that's already out there, this this season that's already talking about uh, the birth of Jesus and, and why he came and being able to communicate that to the people around us and then ultimately connecting people with Christ. We want to take this opportunity, this season where people's hearts are open, where people are uh, more open to the gospel, and connect them with Christ. So let's talk about the first point. Prepare with prayer. Well, you know, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 10, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. You know, Emily, what I love about this scripture here is that it shows intentionality from God's uh, part, that heaven actually planned out uh, the birth of Jesus Mm. and the way Jesus' birth would be announced to the world. This is one uh, of the uh, sto- many stories of how God communicates with people. He communicated to Joseph. He communicated to Mary. He communicated to the wise men. He communicated, obviously, in this context to the shepherds. So there was a plan. God actually prepared for Jesus to be born and for that communication to go out. So I believe when we come into this Christmas season, we have to prepare. We have to. And you know what? We do this naturally. Emma. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, you can speak to this. I don't know about the Christmas traditions in your home but uh, you know and my family and you know I wasn't really growing up we were not really not uh, all that into Christmas from my parents perspective but my wife actually absolutely loves Christmas in fact she's been talking about Christmas for weeks for months you know she's talking about the tree and the decorations and you know the party and what she's going to do and what she wants to make and the gifts she wants to buy I mean there is so much thought that each of us just naturally culturally put into the Christmas season Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so the idea that God wants us to do the same when it comes to living missionally during this season as well, to have some preparation in how are we going to communicate, who will we communicate to, and what are some opportunities we could actually strategically create to share the gospel. Yeah, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, an excellent perspective of going as we're preparing for things like Christmas dinners, as we're, you know, uh, baking those those cookies and as we're preparing the turkey as we're decorating the tree you know being able to prepare our hearts being able to prepare um you know to be able to you know even if that means okay you know what i'm going to i'm going to take time every morning to specifically pray about who can i reach today so you know just some quick five steps that we can take to prepare with prayer, that we can start the foundation of going, you know, I'm going to prepare my heart and I'm going to prepare with prayer because I want to hear what the preparations that, you know, uh, God is giving me, where he wants me to go. So, you know, um, praying for specific people, beginning to name them before the Lord. So we're going to get specific in this season. You know, maybe it's someone who doesn't have a lot of family, who isn't going to be able to have a Christmas family dinner because they don't have a lot of family around them you know family members co-workers maybe it's you know you got to get together for a family gathering and it's an aunt that you haven't talked to in years let's name those people let's be specific for the people that we're going to pray for we're going to pray for their needs that they have or the areas that god knows that they need so god 
how, what does this person need? Or, you know, what can I pray for this person? Or, or, uh, you know, if there's a healing or if there's, a, um, you know, someone who's lonely, you know, specifically praying for their needs. We're going to specifically pray for them, for their needs. We're going to pray for the courage and opportunity to speak to people, to invite them. You know, we have services outside of Sundays around Christmas time. People have Christmas productions. People have Christmas banquets. Those are great opportunities to invite them to something that's a little less threatening than a service. So God, help give me the courage to be able to use those opportunities to invite them. And then we're going to pray for their hearts to be open to hear the message of the gospel. Um, And we're going to pray that they would commit their lives fully uh, to become disciples of Christ. So let's get specific in our prayers so that we can begin to reach people, uh, their needs in practical ways. And then we have the opportunities that open up to invite them to uh, have the courage to share with them. You know, I love this, and you know, I want to just share a scripture here. Mark chapter one thirty-five says, "Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray." This idea that Jesus actually did what you're talking about, Emily. Mm-hmm. He actually woke up in the morning and he spent time in prayer. So the first thing we need to do this Christmas season, if we're going to use it as mis- as a missional opportunity, is to spend time in prayer. And I want to just highlight those five steps again. Pray for specific people, number one. Number two, pray for needs that they have or areas of needs that maybe God knows and asking the Lord and saying, God, intervene in those areas. Number three, pray for the courage and opportunity to speak to them about Christ and then maybe invite them to church, to one of our Christmas services or a Christmas production event, etc. Number four, Pray for their hearts to be open when they hear the gospel message. Mm -hmm. And number five, pray that they would commit their life to Christ and become disciples of Jesus. So that's a great way to begin uh, thinking about this coming Christmas season. So as we talked about preparing with prayer, we're going to set that foundation. We're going to spend time in prayer. We're going to pray specifically. And then from there, we can begin to sow with service. Let's talk a bit about that. How can we uh, impact people's lives by sowing with service? You know, I think it's so important to do this because, in fact, uh, the Bible talks about sowing and reaping. The Bible talks about the idea that you have to sow something in order for you to receive a harvest. And so during the season, it's much the same. You know, we need to be able to sow into people's lives and uh, allow God to work in that area, you know, to use our service to make a difference in their life. So uh, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual mm. gifts. Use them well to serve one another. You know, mm-hmm. here's the question that I would ask. What are some of the gifts that God's given you? Maybe it's the gift of uh, being able to be I don't know, loving and compassion to somebody. Maybe it's the gift of joy that God's given you. Maybe it's the gift of uh, having a, a great family, like Emily was talking about, but uh, you know, know, knowing somebody that doesn't have that family. And so you're saying, man, I'm going to have a great Christmas dinner. We're going to have lots of people at our home. And you know what? I'm cooking for 10 people already. I could invite two more people and mm-hmm. not even feel it. That's you know, right. It could be a great opportunity for me to connect with someone and to offer them a gift that God's given me, the gift of a family and the gift of uh, have, being able to prepare all this food and to be able to share uh, with uh, people. So think about things that you can do uh, that would help you sow with service. Why? So that you can see a harvest of souls, a harvest of salvation come back to you. Uh, you know, we want to talk about 10 
practical applications uh, that you can actually uh, implement in your life. Number one, offer to purchase gifts for a single parent who cannot afford to do so. That's an idea. Uh, Number two, bring groceries and turkey to a family in need. Number three, invite a person to a Christmas gathering at your home. We just mentioned this, who may not have family near them. Number four, visit a homeless shelter or nursing home to sing Christmas carols and bring the message of Christ. Imagine what that would do, uh, especially in a nursing home where people just, you know, are looking for some joy and looking for somebody to Mm -hmm. come and spend the season with them. Uh, Number five, send Christmas cards to unsaved family and friends, letting them know you're praying for them with scriptures of God's love for them. Who knows what a card with a scripture can do in the hearts of people uh, that, that, you know, you're in relationship with that do not know God. Uh, Number six, host a Christmas open house with your neighbors and begin to build relationships. You know, I find neighborhoods and communities are much more open to invitations to come over, to spend some time during this season. So this is something that you could practically do and apply this Christmas season. Give out baked goods to your coworkers and neighbors with uplifting and encouraging messages. Could be an open door, you know, Emily, uh, to talk about, hey, why are we doing this? What do you believe? Do you celebrate Christmas? What does Christmas really mean? Mm-hmm. Shovel the driveway of uh, people around you or people you know who are unable to do so. Uh, if you know a couple that is struggling in their marriage, maybe offer to take their children for a night and pay for them to have a nice winter date night. What a great idea. You know, a lot of the parents are are so you know overwhelmed with uh, providing care for their children. And man, would they appreciate that or what? Uh, and lastly, go to a local community or fire department on Christmas Day and hand out treats to those that had to work on Christmas. You know, many of our um, men and women in uniform have to work uh, mm-hmm. during Christmas. And so what a great way to serve them and to let them know that you're thinking about them, praying for them, and you actually care for them. You know why I love these practical ways of of sewing with services? Because Christmas is known as a joyful time. It's known, you know, people get excited and there's a lot of giving. There's a lot of... Uh, uh, stuff happening but at the same time it can also uh, be a time for for pain and hurt for people people who have lost loved ones people who maybe uh, are far away from family people who you know maybe are lonely people and so being able to maybe it's people who financially cannot afford uh, you know the expectation of giving presents to their children or to their family members so these are great ways to be able to, um, you know, reach anybody, but, you know, reach people who who maybe this isn't such a joyful time. We take sometimes for granted that everybody is joyful at Christmas time, but for some people it brings up certain past or hurts or pains. And so we can be able to reach them and say, listen, I care about you. I, I'm taking the time to, uh, uh, um, to do, to, basically serve you and know that you are important too. And that can bring joy to somebody who maybe wasn't feeling so joyful at this time. So those are great ways to be able to reach people. And sometimes we don't even know that that person was hurting. And it's an opportunity for them to be able to ask, why did you do this for me? And that's a great opportunity to open the door and to be able to talk about the love of Jesus. That is so true. So 
the, our third point, communicate with compassion. So this is what we were just talking about. So we sow with service, and then sometimes that opens the door to be able to begin conversation and communicate with people. So let's talk a bit about communicating with compassion. You know, uh, one of the scriptures that I love is in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. It says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. We talked about this uh, when we talked about preparing with prayer as well. And this idea that somebody needs to bring good news, that good news in and of Mm. itself is not good news unless it's brought to people. And a lot of times, you know, especially in our culture, we have this idea, in our Christian culture, I mean, we have this idea that, well, God loves people and God will find a way to communicate with them. You know, I really don't need to get involved. I'll leave it up to God. He's going to figure out a way to communicate to people. And yet the Bible is very clear that God has called us as believers in Jesus Christ to be the ones who would become the conduits, who would become the channels uh, for him to communicate his love to people. And so unless the idea here is you could pray and prepare, you could sow with service And yet, if you don't communicate with compassion, uh, you may actually never find uh, or see someone make a commitment to Christ. Mm. Now, granted, compassion is important. Why compassion? Because, see, compassion is what will drive you to actually do something about the situation and the condition that someone is in. If you're not compassionate, then you won't take the risk of maybe offending somebody. You won't Mm -hmm. take the risk of maybe uh, walking into an uncomfortable conversation that you've never had with someone, a conversation about their faith and conversation about Christ and Christmas. And so uh, compassion is ultimately what will drive you to be able uh, to... Uh, to to talk to somebody, to communicate with someone God's love for their life. And so uh, it's so important to have compassion, but, you know, compassion in and of itself is not really uh, useful unless it's connected with some level of communication. I want to share this with all of you that are listening, and I'm really passionate about this, is we have to verbally communicate the gospel. Unless you verbally communicate, people will not come to faith in Christ. Mm. And so the Bible is very clear. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching or the foolishness of proclamation, the foolishness of communicating verbally the message of Jesus. That's the methodology that heaven has chosen to introduce people uh, to a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we should never take that for granted. And Emily, I'm sure some people are listening to us right now and saying, oh, Pastor Fino, this is where I struggle with. This is, you know, I'm not sure how to go about doing this. Uh, Let's talk about that for a moment. What are some challenges uh, that people uh, face when it comes to communicating uh, with compassion? You know, I think, especially nowadays, I think of, you know, even in a season like Christmas, um, the, the, the gospel message is, is rejected by the secular environment. So, uh, you know, they take out um, Christmas trees because, or they move from Merry Christmas to Happy Holidays, and and so they take out, they try to take out, you know, the the true meaning of Christmas, the true gospel message, and so, you know, it's hard then to be able to communicate that in a, an environment that or a secular environment that rejects that, and being able to go, okay, how can I communicate? this message when people just sometimes don't want to hear it or there's already been this no we can't even say merry christmas we need to say happy holidays and so how do i uh communicate it without without uh, um you know this idea of offense and and but really you know this is where uh 
we need to be able to start with, this is why we say, first, so with service and let the opportunity open up, you know, and take that opportunity when it does come, you know, and, and being able to, um, you know, I love in Luke where it said, we're just talking about the shepherds. It says the shepherds told everyone what had happened, what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's stories were astonished. And, you know, trusting and believing that this is, this is truth. This is, this brings joy. This message does come with hope. It comes with peace. So even in the midst of people rejecting it, people rejected it all throughout the Bible. We see stories, but being able to go, listen, even if I can put a little bit of hope in this person, or even if I can just share, you know, that joy with them, I'm going to plant those seeds. I'm going to be able to you know, open it up to them. Take those opportunities where they've asked a specific question or or where they wonder why you did what you did for them or whatever it might be and be able to uh, uh, communicate it in a way that just shows love, just shows hope. Because as much as we reject the gospel message, people generally don't reject love and hope and peace. So we want to be able to take the message and be able to communicate it in a way that that uh, sows those seeds. And, you know, that's things like, um, you know, just being able to fully understand the message for yourself. Maybe that's taking time this season to really go back to the gospel message and read through it and, and be able to go with that passion that the shepherds went and they told Everyone, it says, and those people were astonished by it. I think there's four practical uh, communication tips that you can use. Number one, focus on Jesus as God's Son and resurrected Savior. Invite the person to receive the gift of salvation and the Savior. Friend, always keep the conversation around Jesus. It's not about the church. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship with Christ. People are more open to Jesus than they are to church. Secondly, present the promises of acceptance, forgiveness, assurance, and eternal life. We are fully accepted and entirely forgiven. This is important. The people, A lot of people reject God because they actually feel so condemned that they don't want anything to do with the message because they feel all they'll get is more judgment and more condemnation. But in fact, the opposite is true with Jesus Christ. Number three, invite the seeker to pray as an action of faith to receive Jesus Christ. Help the person understand what it means to confess and acknowledge Jesus. So, Always offer, I say this all the time, always offer to lead them in a prayer of salvation. And, and you know, I find sometimes you ask that question to somebody that you're not even sure will bother to say yes. Mm. But when you ask the question, they say, yeah, you know what? Sure, I'd like to pray. I'd like to receive Christ. And, and fourth, uh, affirm their obedience to God and pray a prayer of thanksgiving and help that new believer get started in their walk with Jesus. This is so important that we affirm that, hey, mm. if you've just prayed with me to receive Christ into your life, your life is about to be transformed. God has completely transformed you on the inside and you're going to see a marked difference and change uh, in your life starting from this moment. So what a great opportunity. And I think the other thing that helps, Emily, is that it's the end of the year. And so people are looking back at the year, they identify uh, the pitfalls, they identify mm -hmm. the mistakes, and they're like, you know what, as I get ready for a new year, I'd like to have a fresh start. I'd like to have a new beginning. And isn't that what salvation is all about? Is being born again and having a brand new beginning to serve and live for God. 
Excellent. So to communicate with compassion, we want to focus on Jesus as God's son and the resurrected Savior. So a relationship with God. It's not about religion. We want to present the promises of forgiveness, not condemnation. We want to invite the seeker to be able to pray and receive salvation. And then we want to affirm them and and give up a prayer of thanksgiving for this new uh, walk with God, this new life, this new beginning. So we prepared with prayer. We were sowing with service. We're reaching out to people. We're communicating the gospel message with compassion. And then we want to connect people to Christ. This season is about uh, taking people who are lost and being able to connect them to our Savior. So let's talk a bit about that. Well, you know, this is so important because at the end of the day, what you're really wanting to do is you want to connect people, not with yourself, not with the church, not with religion. You want to really connect them with Christ. And so this is so important that, you know, as as people are uh, coming out to uh, Christmas services, a lot of us, what we'll probably do is we will invite people uh, to come to a Christmas production or a Christmas play of some sort and or a Christmas Eve service. And uh, that's a great opportunity to invite somebody to come and at least hear the gospel message and engage uh, with the plan of God for their life. So uh, this is really uh, important to do this, especially uh, when you're at church. So this is the context here is if you go to church and there's new people at church, you want to be able to transition them from just coming to church to being able to connect uh, with Christ. Uh, a couple of points here. The more we connect with others, the more they connect with Christ. So we become the conduits and the channels for people to find Christ because we connect with them. Uh, mm. John 3.3 3 says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So in John 3.3, 3, ultimately, what we want is for people to come to Christ. We want people to experience the love of Christ and advance the kingdom of God. In our interactions with people over this Christmas season, whether new people to the church or people that are in our area of influence, we want to connect them to Christ. We want to direct them to who God is and what he's done for them. So this is the whole idea of connecting with Christ. You want to help people not only come to some sort of a, a relationship with God and, and accepting Christ, but you want to actually allow them, show them that, hey, coming to church in and of itself is not important. You need to have a personal relationship uh, with God. And we've got some practical ways that people can do this. Mm-hmm. Five practical ways that people, as you know, like we said, the people that are coming into our church, the people that we've witnessed to and brought to our services or who are coming simply because they, they heard about it, um, we want to reach them in five practical ways. So we challenge everybody, meet one new person a week that's new to your church. So le- especially leading up to Christmas or at the Christmas services, we want to be, we want you to connect with one person uh, who is new to the church. Number two, spend time every day in the Word of God so that uh, you have scriptures that are available to share. So again, this is about understanding the message for yourself so that you can communicate it clearly to those that are coming through the door. Uh, Number three, practice your testimony. I say to people, uh, give yourself two minutes. And in two minutes or less, what would you have to share? If you only had two minutes to share your testimony, what would you share? Because really you're communicating, this is where I was in my life, and this is what God's done for me. This is where I am now. Because people that are starting this new journey, that's what they're going through. They're, They're moving from that past life into this new beginning. 
Number four, spend time regularly in the presence of the Lord so that it transforms and renews our minds. And number five, celebrate all those who come to the, know the Lord over this season. So as a church, as believers, as individuals, we need to, again, celebrate and affirm those that are coming in and making that commitment to Christ. So meet one new person a week. Spend time every day in the Word of God so that you understand the Scriptures for yourself. Practice your testimony so that you can share with people what God's done in your life. Spend time regularly in the presence of the Lord and celebrate all those who make a commitment to Christ this holiday season. That's awesome, Emily. I think this has really been a great podcast uh, with practical uh, tips for people. Uh, Prepare with prayer, uh, sow with service, communicate with compassion, and connect with Christ. Uh, This is really uh, what we need to do this Christmas season to live missionally and to be able to see people come to faith in Jesus Christ. So I hope uh, you're going to see at least one person this Christmas season make a commitment to Jesus Christ. Excellent. We want to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Mission Connect. We hope you enjoyed this episode of how can I use this season to reach people around me and live missionally. Make sure to connect or to tune in next week. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Mission Connect. Join us next week. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes.